Well, the price of everything has exploded as of late. One store where prices have remained stable is the LCBO, but brace yourself because inflation about to hit the liquor store as well. Here's a Jim Lisser, who's the executive director of Drinks Ontario, and joins us now for more on this. Hey there, Jim. Good afternoon. Hey, Jeff. Good afternoon to you. Thanks for joining us. Uh, why do we believe inflation is finally going to hit things like our favorite bottle of wine? What's driving this? Well, there's a number of factors uh, similar to grocery. And the, as you just mentioned, inflation, um, you know, it's creeping up towards the 10%. And then you've got the, um, you know, what um, I think the Toronto Star article was highlighting was the freight rates are, are going to go up with the price of oil and container prices and worldwide supply chain challenges is, um, you know, it's going to affect us all. Hopefully, uh, sooner than later, these things will come back down. But uh, in the short term, we may see some, uh, we will see some increases. Okay. Do we know what those increases are going to look like, either dollar or percentage wise? Do we have an idea? Well, I think they would compare to what the inflation, what you mentioned in terms of inflation, it could be 5 10%. Um, for what, what's going on. It's, uh, it's also, you know, with shortages uh, worldwide, that also drives the, the price and the inputs into what wine or spirit people are need drives the price up. So um, as we can see over the last couple of years, <laughs> things turned quickly. So we, we never know. Mm-hmm. Can you tell us exactly how, say, wine, wine prices are uh, set? Uh, they're set, I understand, by uh, suppliers, but there's also pricing guidelines from the province uh, as well. Can you explain uh, how this all works? Yeah, no problem. The, so obviously the, the, the winery or the spirit maker is just like a, any manufacturer and their, their price of inputs goes into their, their cost of goods sold and then based on the quality and what price they think they can get, they'll just like any uh, business, they'll set a price. And then once you start importing, let's say from France or Italy or Australia, anywhere in the world, um, once the LCBO and through the government, there's a pricing formula that is applied equally to all different um, products. So it's not like one product gets an advantage and and that's how you get the, the price. So the taxes and duties and LCBO margins are applied once everything lands. Okay, so is that why, thanks to this structure, that uh, the prices have remained fairly stable throughout this period of inflation we've seen as of late? And uh, it's because uh, now, like things you mentioned a second ago, uh, shipping costs and uh, supply chain uh, challenges, that they're starting to factor that into this equation that you just spelled out for us? Yeah, I mean, there's you've seen a, you see a lag because... Um, a lot of the goods that are that arrive or have been arriving were shipped and costed six or nine months ago, right? So, the, this these new freight increases really come into effect in September. So you might not see it until December or January. Okay, so and what? Uh, sorry, Jim. What uh, wines do we think are most likely to be impacted here? Well, I think um, all all wines. I mean course the further away the, the more impacted they're going to be and those are the imported ones but um you know for various reasons um i think um uh, both domestic and imported you're going to see you're going to see a rise in it all right so a price increase right across the board but do we think things like niagara wines will increase less as compared to california or italian wines i would think so, I, I would think so for sure yeah, and that's it's all due to freight. Closer. It's it's not going to be as impacted, obviously, on the freight rate increases. But there's other factors. 
that they, that have they have in their inputs. I think um, somebody mentioned, you know, like the, the cost of glass and the shortage of glass or cans that that can drive the price up too. All right, and is it just wine, or are we going to see price increases across the board on several items of the LCBO? Yeah, and I'm no, wondering in particular, sorry about the tequila, and I'm asking for a friend. <laughs> <laughs> we all love tequila, yeah. <laughs> especially now in the middle of summer, right? Yeah, um, yeah. You'll see. It's you know again imported. It, it'll be it'll be spirits, beer, wine, the the whole the whole shebang, as they say. All right, and not too much. I mean, obviously, the percentages are going to be less on the more premium goods than they are on the. You know, you, you might see a ten dollar bottle of wine go to twelve dollars, which would have more impact than a forty going to forty two or forty three. Yeah, and do you think uh, you know as we sit here and talk about this, Jim? I'm just wondering. There are people probably driving home. They're in their cars right now and thinking, "Oh, thank you for this information, Jim. I'm making a stop at the LCBO tonight and stocking up." Do you think that we're going to see maybe a round of, uh, I'll call it panic buying, much like we saw early on in the pandemic with things like uh, toilet paper? If people know that the uh, price of uh, you know their favorite wine is going to go up, uh, is it going to be harder to get your favorite wine in the short term? I don't think so. I mean, um, there was that one period of panic buying. I think people are, are used to the ebb and flows. I'm sure some people will go and buy that um, uh, case of wine instead of maybe six bottles. Um, but also people know, like I think we were saying at the beginning, um, costs and there's so, so much change in the economy that um, the effect can, we don't know what's going to happen six months down the line, right? Mm -hmm. So is there something that the uh, provincial government, which uh, again, uh, they are involved in helping to uh, set the price at the LCBO, is there something they can or should be doing to help uh, kind of blunt the impact of inflation uh, for those in the province when it comes to uh, liquor, wine and spirits? Yeah, I mean, they're, they're hit just like um, all of us and um, the people in supply chain have been very supportive and have done a you know, great job. And if you'll notice, our shelves for the most part have, have, stayed, have stayed full. Um, and that's thanks to that, that uh, team. And um, so um, we're in discussions with them to, you know, look if there are creative ways to try and ensure that the price stays stable. All right, Jim, I really appreciate this uh, update, and uh, thanks so much uh, for joining us this afternoon. Thanks, Jeff, anytime. You bet. Jim Lisser is the Executive Director of Drinks Ontario. Hi, it's Shauna, and I might be a bad parent because my kids think french fries are vegetables. Hey, it's Ryan, and I might be a bad parent because I went out for wings when my wife was in the hospital after giving birth. Johnny here. I might be a bad parent because in my house, the tooth fairy gives pocket change. But we're not alone. Len emailed us and said his six-year-old daughter's Tarzan moment going from love seat to lazy boy by curtains made him more proud than any dance <laughs> recital. And Andy left his two-year-old at the rink. All right, guys, I'm sure we're not alone, like Andy's kid. For stories and confessions like this, make sure you check out our podcast. It's called Bad Parents, and it's available wherever you get your podcasts. I left a glove at the rink.